from the epistle. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. May God's word be preached. May God's word be heard. May God's word be lived. Amen. Please be seated. The Anglican Church welcomes you. I don't know if you've ever seen that on, on signs throughout the country. It's a, it's, a, it's a sign that you can't miss. Maybe I'm just a, kind of a nerd like that where I watch out for Anglican Church signs uh, because I'm proud of being an Anglican and, uh, and I, and I want to see that as I go about. Uh, but these words are included on many uh, church signs and it has an obvious purpose. <laughs> Uh, welcoming people to church. The church shouldn't be thought of as a scary institution. And as I said, I love seeing that around. Uh, we were, we, we were uh, traveling, uh, we went to Banff and Drumheller just a week ago. And to see that sign, to see the Anglican Church welcomes you, even, even in a different province, is a nice thing to see. It's a good thing to have, it, uh, to, to welcome people in who may not feel welcome. You know, Christianity is, a, a, um, in a sense, an inclusive religion in that all people can come in. Uh, we think of what Billy Graham said quite often at his preaching tours, at preaching crusades, come as you are. We sing that hymn, come as you are. You don't need to be anybody than yourself, other than yourself, when you come to Jesus. Come and see what this whole Christianity thing is all about. Despite this fact, though, <laughs> there's still a catch. Once people walk into the doors of a church, any church really, and they really encounter the risen Lord Jesus, do, do we believe in the risen Lord Jesus as a church? That, uh, you know, we just declared that in the creed, that uh, we believe that he, he died, and he rose again, he ascended into heaven. Do we believe that? If we do, if we truly encounter that risen Lord, just as Paul did on the road to Damascus, Paul was persecuting Christians, and he met, <clears throat> he met the Lord Jesus in a vision. How can, <clears throat> how can we not move toward him? How can we not respond and move toward him? But it may not be how we expect it. And Christianity, if you think about it, it's an odd religion <laughs> in, in this sense. In it, God offers himself to the world through the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, there's a stipulation. <laughs> you have to die. You have to surrender yourself to the God who offers himself. And you have to die with the Lord Jesus Christ. What do I mean? Well, in this morning's epistle, it's what I want to focus on this morning, in, in Romans chapter 6, beginning at verse 3, St. Paul begins by asking this rather interesting rhetorical question. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? So we want to think about that. When we, when we are baptized, are we not also baptized into the death of Christ? Baptism is this mysterious means 
of being brought into the life of Christ by dying with him. We are buried with him by baptism into death, St. Paul writes in verse 4. Baptism is a, a sacrament of initiation, particularly initiation into the life of the church. But what is the church? We understand the church not to be a building, but to be the people, to be the body of Christ. Even though we are, we're not many, we are still the body of Christ this morning. And we're brought into that, that, that spiritual family through baptism and, and the spiritual reality that comes in baptism. So we're, we're brought into the body of Christ. To join the body of Christ, though, we have to die. There's something about us that has to die. We, what St. Paul is getting at is that we have to actually get on the cross with Jesus himself. But we can't. We can't go back 2,000 years in the past and uh, nail ourselves to the cross. It just doesn't work. We are offered that in baptism, in, in this mysterious way. And just as the story of Jesus didn't end with death, just like we declared, he died, but on the third day he rose again from the dead. And so, as St. Paul says here in this, in this passage, you can be assured that as you die with Christ, that's not the end of the story, because you're also going to be raised with Christ. But actually, you know, the way I just said that, it seems like a future event. But what he says here is that actually it's a present reality as well. We die with Christ in baptism in order that we too, as Paul says, we too might walk in newness of life. There is a purpose to our dying. We die so that we can live. It's, it's so interesting in that way. So we, we, we look at this, this phrase, we too might walk in newness of life. There's a lot in there that we want to really unpack in a short amount of time. That word walk, in, if you look throughout Paul's writings, he uses that word a lot. He likes using that word. And it's, it means the way that you live. When he talks about walk, it means lifestyle. So... Uh, when he, so when he, what, what he's talking about is, this is the way that you should live. How should we live that? He qualifies this term with in newness of life. So live a life in newness of life. To live in the pattern set forth by Christ. Newness of life means resurrection. We're, we're brought we're brought out of the grave with him. Even today, whenever we were made a child of God, whenever we were born again, whenever we were regenerated by the Holy Spirit, in, that, in connection to, to baptism, we were raised with him. And so we live in that resurrection, and we wait for a future glorious resurrection. It's kind of this now, but not yet. Where we are, we're living. Uh, we're living as if God has created, recreated this earth. 
We live according to the resurrection that we participate in with Christ. We, we live according to the life that He lived on earth. Read the Gospels. If you want to know how to live like a true human being, look at Jesus Christ. Look at His life because He is the most true human being to ever live on earth. So being baptized into Christ means participating. There, the, that word participating, it's an action word. But in a sense, we don't really... How do we die? How do we kill ourselves? It's so crude to think about. But how do, we, how do we actually participate in something like that? And how do we actually participate in raising, being, being uh, raised to life? We're actually a passive participant. We're actually going along for the ride. We're surrendering ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit in this. And the, so the gospel, the good news, is that God loves the world. He wants to reconcile sinners to himself through the Lord Jesus Christ. But in order to be reconciled to God, we have to die with Christ. Christianity is the religion that says if you want to experience true, abundant life, you have to die first. Baptism. We use water. That's what, that's what baptism is, is using water. It represents cleansing. It's indicative of a new life. All, it's, pardon me, it's indicative of new life all throughout the Bible. We think about the, uh, the flood with Noah and his family. They were told to, to make an ark, to get into the ark, and to escape uh, God's judgment. Another paradigmatic event in the Old Testament is the escape of, of the nation of Israel. I think that's much more uh, poignant here, where they, they pass through the dry land, the, the Red Sea is parted for them, and they are able to pass through. And in a sense, their old life is over. They're saying goodbye to the old way of life. It's indicating new life. Before the flood, the earth looked different. The earth was a much different place. And then, and, 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 uh, pardon me, and then before the flood, it was, uh, and after it was a different place. And, and for Israel, they were going into a different situation. They were being set free from their slaves, their, their slave masters in Egypt. And they were brought into a new land, into a new relationship under the auspices of God Almighty. So what exactly about us dies? I haven't really, I haven't meant, that Paul isn't talking about a literal death. Go jump in front of a bus. He's talking about a, a metaphorical, a spiritual death. There's something about us that needs to die. We see in verse 6, our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be brought to nothing in the, in the translation read this morning, it talked about the old Adam in all of us. Uh, that needs to be, that, that old person that is enslaved to sin, we read in verse 6. So that you would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free. There's this element where this old person has chained us. We're chained, 
and uh, pretend there's, a, the, there's this huge boulder and, and, and write sin on that. That represents sin, and we're chained to that, and we cannot escape. Or, or think of it more like when Israel left Egypt, they couldn't do what they wanted to do. It was they got their marching orders from the Egyptians. So we think about sin that way. We, our old people, our old selves got the marching orders from our, 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 uh, our taskmaster, sin. So we die with Christ so that our old master would be absolutely destroyed. That, that body of sin within us that taints us, it corrupts our inner being. It makes so that our only tendency is, is uh, to do sin. And, and I mean, of course, we could do good things, but there was something about us that we couldn't break from that. We needed the power of Christ to set us free. And, and we need that to die so that every day we're continuing this battle against sin and we're continually to die and fight. And so to rise with Christ means that, this, that the chains have been broken. Not that we don't sin, but that the chains have been broken. That we can, that as we go out, through, as we go throughout this life, we have the power with Christ to say no to temptation, just as He was able to. To free us from this perpetual sinfulness, and He continues to break us free from our taskmaster. It's again, it says now, but not yet. We've been set free, but we will be set free. Totally and completely when he returns or when we die, whichever comes first. And those who have been set free from the bondage and destiny of being enslaved to sin can sing amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. So, Paul says, you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. I know next week, in next week's readings, it'll, it'll, uh, we'll traverse through Romans, well, uh, and, and so I don't want to give too much away, but I think it is important as we're thinking about this. What he means is in the next verse, which isn't included in our reading this morning, but I think it's just so important. You consider yourselves dead to sin. What does that mean? Let not sin. Do not let sin reign. Do not let sin be the taskmaster in your mortal body, in this body, to make you obey its passions. This is what, this is what Paul says. Count yourselves. Consider yourselves. I am alive in God. I am alive in Christ Jesus. And would I have the strength to continue forward in that power to, to see the sins in my own life, to, to compare myself to Jesus and say, am I living according to Jesus? Christianity is not a stagnant religion. We don't just come to church. It's a lifestyle. This is what he's talking about. We encounter the risen Lord and we do something about it. Once we experience 
the risen Lord Jesus, there is no way that we can stay the same. So what is the sin in our life? How do we become more like Jesus? And as we think about, we're starting a new day in Saskatchewan. I think this is an interesting uh, analogy. We're starting a new day in Saskatchewan. Public health orders have been, have been lifted, have been dropped. There's, this, there's a sense of freedom that we have again, that we've been yearning for. We start a new life now, in a sense. We, we try to reorient our lives now in light of covid and so it is with being a Christian. <laughs> um, and this may be a good reminder for us all. If, if we've been a Christian for all of our life, it's a good reminder. How do we orient our life moving forward in light of meeting Christ? As we walk in the newness of life, and thanks be to God that he gives us the grace and the strength every day to walk, to live according to the newness of life. Amen.